Hello and welcome to the Snippets of Leadership podcast. You don't trust your company. You trust your leader. And you don't leave a company, you leave a bad leader and a toxic environment. And you don't get motivated by company policies. You get motivated by a leader who you trust and who's in the trench with you. So you can manage a team without any trust. No problem with that. But if you want to lead, to motivate others, to drive performance and resilience, you can't shy away from it. Matter of fact, you need to double down on trust. Because as we've seen in another episode, studies show that trust is the number one driver of performance in teams. And I get it. You've already heard that having your team's trust is important. It's not that groundbreaking of a statement. But I'm fairly sure that what I'm about to tell you will make you reconsider how important you think it is. There is a study by Paul Zak and his team that took about a decade to complete. And they went to insane lengths to find the numbers I'm about to give you. They called it the return on trust. And hopefully these numbers will shock you as much as they shocked me the first time I saw them. When you listen to people working at a high trust company, this is what they report compared to people working at the low trust company. 74% less stress. Think about all the damage that an unhealthy level of stress can do. 106% more energy at work. That's more than double. 50% higher productivity, which means that if two people could manage two projects, two people can now manage three projects. 30% fewer sick days. Think about how much a sick day can cost to the team, to the project, and to the company. 76% more engagement with each other and with the work. 29% more satisfaction with their lives in general, and 40% less burnout. Think about the damage that a burnout can do to a person and to a team. So if those numbers have been proven and confirmed, and they have, what is stopping you from making trust at work your number one priority? My guess is that trust is still a vague concept once you bring it into the nitty and gritty of the real world. And there isn't much of a blueprint of what to do to gain trust. There is no roadmap. Well, you're in luck because there actually is. So today I want to give you a brief rundown of the qualities and actions that make a trustworthy leader and that you can adopt to get the returns I've just told you about. And I want to give you a tool that you can download from my website to immediately understand which ones of these qualities and behaviors you already have, and which ones you instead need to work on. So we've seen that your team will decide if you're trustworthy or not, based on how credible, respectful, and fair you are. Just to review, uh, being credible means that your actions are consistent with your words. Being respectful means that you care about other people's development, personal and professional. And being fair means that you treat everyone equitably. So you have no choice, if you want to gain trust, to be credible, respectful and fair. And we've actually taken a deep dive in these three qualities in the third episode of this podcast. So I want you to go find it and listen to it again, if you haven't. So, these three qualities are what you need to do. Let's get into how you need to do it. Because once you bring it all in the day-to-day, -day, 
you can rely on a simple set of actions. Eight, to be precise. Eight behaviors that have been proven to get your team to trust you, and that if you apply, will get you those returns we have mentioned before. Number one, recognize excellence. This means nothing else than publicly and fairly acknowledging that someone has done a great job. It's inspirational and informative, and not only that, it directly builds into the idea that you are a trustworthy leader and that you will give credit fairly when it's due. Number two, set goals that are challenging, but still achievable. Especially when they require a team effort, this level of stress strengthens relationships and personal bonds. Of course, you need to check in regularly how high the workload is and how well they are progressing. But in general, if the challenge is too easy, people will get bored. And if the challenge is too difficult instead, they won't manage and that won't contribute to their self-esteem. Number three, work via milestones and goals. Trusting everyone to self-organize their job the way they see fit encourages creative thinking, autonomy, self-esteem and competent risk-taking. In other words, check whether goals have been achieved or not, but don't obsess what process your team followed to get there. Trust them to do the right thing. Number four, let people work on what they want. And here, of course, I don't mean anything they want, but within your framework, trust your team members to choose what projects they want to be involved in, what area they want to develop into. If you do that, their focus and energy will be much higher. Number five, Share information. As the leader, you are your team's main contact to the company as a whole. So sharing the overall goals, strategies and tactics of the company will reduce their level of uncertainty, the level of uncertainty of your team, I mean, and will reduce the feeling of distance between themselves and the company. And of course, that will help you portray you as open and transparent. Number six. Build relationships. There is this artificial separation between what is personal and what is professional in several workplaces. The truth is that when people, and I mean teams and leaders, build social ties at work, their performance improves. In practice, this goes from having beers after work to organizing a team building event, or just being able to have a healthy banter in the team. Everything depends on where you stand with your team but make sure you actively build those relationships. Number seven, clearly and explicitly support personal and professional development for each person in your team. Make them aware of it. Actively do that. Set clear growth goals and review them on a regular basis. In other words, let your team know that their growth is also a priority for you. And number eight, last one, Show some vulnerability. Don't be afraid of admitting you don't know something and don't be afraid of asking for help. That actually helps you portray you as credible and approachable and someone you can trust. So, you know what qualities you need to acquire. You know what eight actions or behaviors can help you be those qualities. You know what they can get you. The only thing that's missing is knowing how to start. So in the description of this episode, you will find a link. Follow it and download the template in the article you'll be directed to. It's a basic questionnaire 
17 questions just to answer with an X. Anyone has time to fill in 17 questions. And each one is designed to help you understand how you score on those three qualities and how well you're already doing in terms of those eight actions or behaviors. Do it by yourself at first. Self-evaluate. That will be how trustworthy you believe you are. Then pass it around and have your team return their answers anonymously. That will be how they believe you're doing, how trustworthy they think you are. And it's important they answer with as much candor as they can, which is why I suggest to do it anonymously. And then compare the two results. There is a spreadsheet in the template that I've already prepared for you. Punch in the numbers and you'll have a side-by-side -side overview of how you think you're doing and how your team thinks you're doing. And that will give you a clear indication of how much trust you already have, how much there is to improve, what areas you need to work on and what areas instead you're already good at, and also what areas you and your team don't see eye to eye. Perhaps you believe you're always fair, but your team has a different opinion. And the opinion of your team is the one that matters. So in that case, start working on it. Repeat the process every six months, or give or take. But keep track of the progress. Because if you do this and keep at it, you will gain your team's trust. You will do so ethically. And by the way, you can be open about this whole thing. Remember, be transparent, share information. And most importantly, you will find yourself as the leader of a powerhouse of a team. Committed, energetic, healthy, and productive. And I can't imagine a better environment to work in. And that is all because of trust. Thank you for listening. My name is Eduardo Bindazane from EBZ Coaching. I'm a leadership and communication trainer and consultant and if you have any questions about what you've heard in this episode, please reach out to me via LinkedIn, Facebook, or my website. I'll be answering the most interesting questions on the show. And if you know someone that will benefit from this type of content, please make sure you recommend this podcast to them. Thank you, and see you next time.